If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. During the summer when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends or alone on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected so you can enjoy all the summertime vibes. Whether you're sharing pics from a rooftop, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show episode after episode. So stay connected to your favorite people and your favorite things with AT&T 5G and home internet. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com slash 5G for you. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's the Lady Jill Scott. It is a pleasure to be here with you. I am with my sister friends, Laia St. Clair. Hello, everybody. That's my favorite Jill accent. Yes. And the fantastic Aja Graydon Danzla. Hey, hey. <laughs> What are we going to talk about today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, look, still got a pain on that thing. It's a pain on that thing because can I front Bill Cosby added a lot to our existence? He really did. Can't front on it. Can't front on it. Don't go I'm telling here. a lie. Come on, somebody. oh right, because I made the I made the the Fat Albert joint. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah, yes. I mean, which I made my like, mind crescendo into. Yep, and I felt. Oh I yeah, felt considering good. everything that we're talking about, but bottom line is, I mean, she's right. These are things that kind of cultural things that are kind of stuck in our heads, you know, and yeah. and it is what it is. You still shouldn't drug people and take advantage of them. That's just a fact. So I'm just going to say that. But like. No, you should not. Those are things you shouldn't fucking do. But it's cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying there was, a, <laughs> there was a lot of contributions there. But you absolutely should not drug people and, and touch their parts. No. No, 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 right. no, no, no. I don't know if it's a song for that. But. I don't know that song. <laughs> but I tell you what, there's a lot of predators out here. How about that? 
amens. A to the mint. It's a whole bunch of them. And, mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised who folks are. I just saw a video of an actress um, on YouTube not too long ago. Um, and she was like tongue kissing this little boy in the mouth. The little boy was like 15 years old. This was a long time ago. The video was very long uh, a time ago. But nonetheless, I just saw it for the first time yesterday. And I was like, damn, she was just tongue kissing the little boy over and over again in front of other grown people. And they, mm. they laughed it off. Oh, <laughs> it's all funny. It's all funny. But it's really not. It's not funny at all. Look at that young pimp. Oh, yeah. That's that's the lengua that goes around it. That hurts know? my stomach. That makes me sick, actually. I got two sons. We got you know mm-hmm. sons around. And you don't even got to have a son. It's sick. It makes my stomach hurt. Because yeah. it's, it, it's like <laughs> the things that we call normal, the things that we call okay, socially acceptable, to be so comfortable with harm makes me sick but you know it's not it's not looked at as harm it's not looked at as harm at all i've i've asked you know i have a lot of male friends and i you know i talk to them about how their sexual life began and yeah most of them Mm -hmm. and i'm going to go on the high end of most i'm going to say about a good 85 percent of the men that i know yeah all started their sexual experience with some grown woman if yeah. It wasn't an adult woman. It was yeah. a a teenager on her just way. Just older. 16, yeah. 17, the babysitter. I've heard this story a million times too, Jill. It's yes. a common story. We hear it all yes. the time. Yes. I just had this conversation today, Jill, because we, full discretion, Jill had brought this up in a meeting a while ago, this, this, this topic. And so I, I literally just asked one of my male friends today, like, so did you lose your virginity to an older woman? And he was like, most definitely I did. Right. And I will admit to like before I really started to get honed into men and their like their real humanity, there was a part of me growing up where I would be like, oh, man, why dudes always tell that same lie? They always flex it. Like, I, that's the way that I that's the way I processed that information at first was just like, y'all always lying. Like, why y'all tell she was a, OK, I got right, you, sure you, did. you know, of course she did. You know, yeah. and so it's like, you know, so there was a lot of we just have a way of dehumanizing men mm-hmm. that is that makes it possible for something like that to happen unchecked like that. Exactly. Like, I, I think a lot about this um, because I have a son. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. OK, my girlfriend has a son. Um, her and her husband have a, a, a beautiful young man. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and you know he grew a lot. And I was like, "Ooh, that's ooh, wow, he's looking great." Go ahead, young man. I'll see you in my mind. And I caught my mind. No, 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 no. Hello, if your girlfriend or your or her husband, his friend, could hear what you just thought. They'll probably punch you in the face and you would deserve it. Get yourself together. Like, ooh, it's, I'm not saying you, you can't see, you can see, but there's a difference between doing something and not doing something about what you're seeing. You know, this is still a child. You can still see it in their eyes. Nonetheless, I wanted to talk about this today because it just seems like it's, um, 
there's something going on with the men um, that we know. Listen, I, I had to pull up. I had to pull up an expert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to grab grab a friend who can speak further about these things um, than I possibly could. I'm just paying attention to what I'm seeing. Um, I've asked my friend, Dr. Thurman Webb, um, who is the CEO and founder of Centered Person Consulting and Associate Professor of Psychology at Tennessee State University. He's also the life coach for for several young men that I know, including my, my own son at a time as well. He's a part of my village and he's someone that I, I deeply love and trust and definitely consider a friend. And when I called him, I called him, I said, what's up, Webb? Hi, Dr. Webb. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm fantastic. Look, I, I wanted to talk to, to a man about this because we, you know, yeah. Age of Great Dandler and, and myself, um, we have sons and Dr. Webb has, has two boys of his own as well. And um, I just wanted to talk to you. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts about so many young, young men being um, having their first sexual experience or their fifth or whatever the case may be with a grown ass woman. Yeah. What's going on? It's as popular as as you all are, are thinking in this moment. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, one thing to, to identify the elephant in the room. It's another thing when you don't have a label for the elephant that's in the room. And this is one of those things. Right. So that ain't that ain't sexual assault. It's not it's not molestation. Nah. It's not. It's not all the things that you know. It's, it's, it's all of that, right? But it's, it's there's a socialization that happens with with young men that, like, when we ma- when we put masculine energy on them, they're not allowed to be victims, right? So when we see, but is that not patriarchy? Absolutely. But the, like, we would be remiss if we weren't saying that that's not constantly influencing the way that we exist in this world, right? It ain't right, but it is, and that thing, like it. Even when we're trying to combat the system, we inadvertently support it, right? So they're not allowed to be victims. Um, the vulnerability is not allowed to to show up either because when you go to share the story, believe it or not, it does matter how attractive she was, right? And so like the vast majority of men that I've talked to who have had sexual encounters, you'd be surprised how many of those women were married with kids and, and these individuals were 13, 14, 15 years old. Right. So there's another deviation happening there because like what? And, and these are people who are having their first sexual experience. It does something to your physiology and how you understand it, because you don't have enough experience to contextualize that sensation you're feeling as pleasure. Right. So so that's that throws the whole system off. Like, because how can I please a woman? And this is just a new feeling that I'm feeling altogether. But the thing is, she's not in it for pleasure. She's in it for the trick of it, right? She's in it for the turnout of it. So it's, it's almost a power, it's a power play because what could she possibly be getting from someone who has no experience? This is their first time. However, she finds satisfaction to repeat the act. This, what you're, how you're explaining this sounds almost identical to the way we describe it when it happens to young girls. I think it's so, I mean, like the language you're using about it being about power and not sex about not being able to contextualize the pleasure that you feel. These are all things that 
I just, it's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's just sad to me that we don't then use this same language when we talk about boys in this particular kind of experience. It's, it's, it's molestation, it's sexual assault. Yeah, but it stops being about the situation if the situation stays the same, but our, our the way we talk about it is what changes. It stops being about that and it starts being about us. And then you inadvertently become complicit. And that's what a lot of older black men end up doing to younger black boys who are trying to make sense of this new feeling and why it felt exploited. How to keep in mind, I have to sacrifice a piece of my innocence in order to get into that intimate space. Like that's the trade off to get the insight. I got to give up some of my innocence. But how can I talk to that? And black men, we ain't been vulnerable about it. And then we want to pat you on the back like you, you hit that. You got into that. So now I can't even have a, a decent conversation around the stuff that I'm feeling. And technically, it doesn't seem like as much you can do from a black female perspective because there's certain things you need to be validated to men yeah. from men. But if we talk if we talk about it in its aggressive sense and we say that that's rape, go ask a young man what rape is. The vast majority going to say when when a when a man penetrates a woman. All right, cool. Now, that doesn't apply to the woman raping him. So he don't even have a working definition for rape for what rape looks like on him. But I think that's that's part of a, a huge misunderstanding we have around what rape culture and what rape is, period. Because women, I mean, well, all people who are assaulted end up in a situation where they have a difficult time trying to express what has happened to them because there's a lack of language and understanding around what actually happened to them. And I, it doesn't surprise me that boys find themselves lost in this moment because, I mean, you said something that that really touched me where you said when you put masculinity on the experience, then it doesn't allow them to feel like a victim. Because to be masculine is is does not align with being victimized. Exactly. And so that that act becomes the initiation. Mm. For the next sexual act that they follow, right? Exactly. That follows wow. with a girl who is probably their age. Yeah, exactly. And guess what happened, though? Because there's, there's not a lot of experience there. They mimic the power differentiation. Woo! Oh. Then they get into something with somebody who's kind of, you know, in that same bracket. And mm -hmm. then they want to dominate that space. And then it stops being about pleasure and intimacy and all of that. Keep in mind, you're still young in your sexual experience. Mm -hmm. That's new to you anyway. Hell, it's a lot of adults that ain't figured that out. Right. But now the best thing that you have is to mimic the dominance that you experienced. Hmm. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's 
true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You know, I saw this interview with D. Ray Davis, a comedian, and I'm only saying his name because he has been, you know, pretty public about it. And he said that some adult person um, or someone that was older than him forced him to go down on her when he was a kid, like somewhere between the ages of nine and 13 years old. And because of that, it triggers something in him. And he says, you know, he doesn't matter how much he loves a woman or or how much he wants to be with her or to please her. That is something that he cannot do. And I, I can't imagine how many young men or how many men in general who've had that kind of experience where they were forced to do something that, um, they clearly are too young to be doing, first of all, especially and, and especially with a doggone adult. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody way older than them, their babysitter, somebody that was put in charge of their care. So you it made me think like, damn, maybe maybe there's a reason why there's an animosity towards women. If this is the the first you know experience of so many males, if you know, maybe there's there's a reason why. Yeah, I'll I'll give you um, I'll, I'll keep giving you babies and and not take care of them and not take care of you. Oh, maybe that's shit. why I'll string you along for for years and years as much as I possibly can and not commit to anything. Maybe there's a real reason why men may not really like us. 
that much. If this is their first experience. You know, you like, like men, we, we, there's something that happens that we call psychosexually arrested. So like when you, when, when that happens, you, you get psychosexually arrested, which means that your sexual response is that of the wounded child. So you respond to that sexual situation in the same way of when the abuse actually happened to you. So it's almost like a, um, a intimacy aversion, just like you have taste aversions. Ooh. And then that's the thing that you'll show up with. Like to this day, you know, just a little disclosure, because of my college years, I cannot smell hypnotic or Alizé. <laughs> like it puts me in a bad way. You know what I mean? But and, and so when I smell it, it automatically catapults me back to when I had no control of it coming back up. The, the intimacy aversion happens the same way. And so you show up as that child again, like that vulnerability of that child, you know, that innocence that we referred to earlier, like that comes back up. And as a man, one of the things that masculine energy says to us is that I should and I have to be able to protect myself. But as a child, you couldn't do that. So you don't want to be in that position again. And then and then because the music and the TV shows hypersexualize men in such a way, you know, they're getting all of, all the pussy. Just getting it all. It it makes me feel like it, it makes again makes me feel like maybe they just don't like us. You know, maybe they've had such had an experience that um prohibits him, prohibits them from giving a damn. Friends, is this too general? Because I'm trying to understand. I feel like there's a little there's some hatred going on. It's not that they don't like women, they don't like the feeling. Mm. And so like I don't like the feeling, so I gotta do the things to avoid the feeling. The feeling is the universal thing. Like, I may not have the same experience that elicited the feeling, but I can meet you at the feeling, right? We say that all the time. But I don't like the feeling. And when we're talking about something as specific as intimacy and sex and how I came to, like, the only way, like, to get in that space, which is celebrated by most men, elicits that feeling. So that that aversion has me, like, I I can't be vulnerable in that space. I have to dominate the space because the vulnerability feels weak. And the reason why we we vilify vulnerability is that oftentimes and maybe the thing that you're thinking about women is that we vilify vulnerability by then calling vulnerability a female or a or a feminine trait and that makes it therefore weaker than being masculine so it's like if vulnerability represents womanhood or femininity and and then we say femininity is beneath or lower or not as strong as masculinity then of course who wants to be associated with that so there's the feeling and then there's also kind of like what we tell young people or young men that that feeling projects. So it's like, I don't want to feel this feeling and I definitely don't want to project feeling this feeling in public because then I'm not a man or then I'm not, you know, and I, I just reject everything that's not manly. I watched this movie called Notes on a Scandal. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. It's with um, Dame Judy Dench. And um, I can't think of the other name, lady's name, who I adore. I think she's a fantastic actress. But what happened in the movie is that a teacher, because, you know, they're getting arrested every month 
for for having sex with some little boy in their class. It's happening a lot. We can't ignore this. Anybody who's got a brother or a son or a nephew, you got to watch these bitches. I'm sorry. I said what I said. You got to watch these bitches. You cannot leave everybody alone with your child. We, we say this stuff about our daughters. Oh, we can't leave our daughters with everybody. That's right. We also cannot leave our sons with everybody. Yes, you got to watch people, period. But also we have to consider the fact that we assume also certain things about femininity, that it's also nurturing. So we leave children with women well, because we believe them to be more nurturing than men. So if we if if we actually left our children with people who were actually nurturing, regardless of their sex then, or gender, then we would be in a different place. We would be judging go. people who needed to be around our children based on their actions and not based on just what they show up as. And that's that backdoor support of patriarchy. You see, you inadvertently supported the system. Why? Because I expect the female to be the nurturing individual mm-hmm. as if she can't hunt, too. Oh, shit. Sorry. And that's that's exactly what's happening. You see it all the time. And you wonder, you know, I know I wonder. I'm like, why is why is this? Why is this inability? It can't just be because you didn't see healthy relationships. I That's not the only reason. You know, if, if you're heterosexual and, you know, you want a relationship with a, or think you might want a relationship with a woman like what? What is what's what's the big halt? And the the reality is uh, most of the men that, you know, have been sexually assaulted by some woman. Huh? So when you take that shame and that humiliation from being sexually abused and you ask him to revisit that moment to prove his masculinity, of course, he's going to show up angry. Not at the woman, but at the moment. See, there's so much complexity and simplicity. So when we look at a simple act of intimacy, the complexity is all about the experiences that inform that moment. He's bringing all of that rage and that anger to that. Why? Because he shows up as the protector he wish he had when he was abused. So in notes on the scandal, not to not to I just want to just bring it back here. The woman that was was having sex with the with the young boy. Two things happened. One of them made me very happy. The mother, you know, finds out and whoops that ass. And I, I, I appreciated that moment because I feel like that's fair. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I, I believe she ended up having to go and spend some time in jail. Now, AJ and I had this conversation and, and her being an abolitionist or in the journey to be an ab- abolitionist. So there's no jail time. I also feel like sexual predators may need to have their weapons taken away. Ooh, Lord Jesus. I don't I don't like people that 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 mess around with kids. I just can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. We also know that those kinds of perversions are not necessary. You know, it's not about the sex, it's about the, you know, the the power. Okay, three things. First of all, okay, so prison, as a general rule, does not do anything to actually stop crime or or stop people from wanting to do crime or fixes them. 
or anything. Prison as we know it does not accomplish that. So there's to say that someone should do jail time because that then aligns with the emotion that you're feeling at the time because you 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 what you want is reciprocity and justice and you only choose the one thing that you have at your disposal is 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 an emotional response that doesn't actually you know fix your issue. So that's the reason why I'm like, well, go to jail. That's our go-to. Let's put them to jail. Second, with castration or something like that, we live, I mean, until we fix the society we live in, you and I both know that something like that will more likely happen to brown women and more likely happen to brown women who may or may not be guilty. But because that's an option and a tool for white supremacist capitalistic society, they're going to use it on us with impunity. They're just going to say, you know what? Fuck it. She needs to have her coochie sewed up or her clitoris cut off or whatever it is. That's what that looks like for a woman. And they've and they're already doing this to us and have a history of doing this to us. And it is a tool that is a, is a tool of torture that though in the emotion of wanting justice and let me just say this: You can. I'm in my bag. I think this is yeah, but I, th- I think this is Audrey Lord. So forgive me, but she said you can't dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. You need right. different tools. Yeah, you need different tools. You can't you can't utilize these tools, and that doesn't mean that I don't think. Well, what about in a situation when this this teacher is pregnant by one of her students? Because we've seen that. That's not a question. Where are you aligning yourself, Dr. Webb, in these solutions? How, how you feel about this? Uh, for me, that's a, it's a slippery slope. Like, even if we were to castrate or we were to, to sew up that, you know what I'm saying, that, that private parts, like, it doesn't stop the mentality that initiated the behavior. Like, we got to address that. You know what I mean? Because what, what you got to realize, se- sexual abuse is overt, covert, violation of value. Like, so, like, people are going to do what they want to do, even if they got a lot to do it, right? That's why they, like, our jails are full anyway. The aversion will manifest itself a different way, all right? So if you if you want to speak spiritually or tribally, like generational curses really ain't as mythical as, as some of these religions make them out to be. It's this shit right here. When you pass on the aversion without it being confronted and checked. So now I learn my intimacy and I call it intimacy. I'm calling it something that's not. And then I'm showing up with you talking about let's be intimate. And then I'm trying to choke you or I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, I'm not giving you your full range of, of, of comfort, but I'm calling that intimacy. And that's not what it is. But I passed that along. And now I'm patting my son on the back like, oh, you slept with a 26 year old. You 14. Don't tell your mama. You see that? That's that generation. I passed that on again. We'll be right back. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, 
It's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So can I can I just say this? And, and this is what we talk about all the time is that you culture is, is one of the biggest, hardest systems to break down because culture and language is so important. When you're passing along different things within your culture that say this is intimacy or this is okay or this is how you say this to use the word, the language or the word intimacy and then and then attach it to behavior that's toxic and ra- and ratchet and raggedy, then this all just continues this again and again and again. And so it, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm riding with Dr. Webb on this because at the end of the day, you have to address what's behind the harm. And I will say this much. Sometimes when I have the right word for something in my own kind of journey in healing, I can ask myself questions like, well, why do I want that? Or or why would I why would I allow myself to be in a situation that makes me feel that way? Or how do I not feel that way? Or what is it that I'm trying to get from that? So if the idea is that a person who is causing this harm may not even themselves know that this is a power move or that this is about power, that having discussions with people about what power is and how it's expressed might actually help them understand that they can actually achieve that power in a different way. Now, I'm not saying that predators can be you know, fixed. I'm just saying that sometimes the that the language in power, not just for people who are victims, but also people who actually cause harm, can empower them in a different kind of way to not cause that harm. And, and let me say this, like, you can't control the chaos, you control you in the chaos, right? 
And there is a way to to live in a world where you absolutely trust, and that is to trust things to be what they're going to be. One thing that we have to do is to recognize that the lion is in the wild and what he does, just like we recognize the rabbit is out there and, and the gazelle is out there. All of them have their role. They do what they do. I can't stop a racist from being a racist, but you know what I can do? Put him on notice that he can't be a racist right here. You can say that word. You just can't say it when I'm around. Why? Because there's consequences and repercussions for that. And we need to do our predators the same way. You're not going to stop all of them. However, part of my job to show up is like, like I'm here to protect the tribe, the family. I'm here to support the queen. She's here to support the king. And we do that by keeping a watch. Nature is always giving us the cues on how to do this. Why? Because there are certain things that exist out there and that's just how it is. Right. So you got to stand watch on your cubs, just like you stand watch on, on your daughters. Your, your male sons need that, too. Why? Because the minute that you rob them of the innocence of childhood and they have to show up as men when they're not, they generally get older and they start acting like children because they miss that part. Mm. So now they don't. They don't know what commitment is. They don't know what trust is. They don't know how to love. They want to play games. Why? Because I get to do that when I was little. Mm -hmm. That means you also have to let little boys play. Facts. You got to let little boys be little boys. You got to let little boys laugh. You got to let them. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we grew up. Oh, you acting like a girl. You you acting. Them. Why you laughing? Why you smiling all the time? You corny. You so and so and so and so. We treat little boys like they got a. I, I, the rigidness of trying to hold up masculinity. I feel bad for boys because that's that's exhausting. That's why I'm kind of curious. I want to ask Dr. Webb this question, like because you are the age that you are, but you deal with you know, boys of a certain age as well. Do you find that the language, now that there is language for certain things, that the conversation is flowing easier than it would with our our folks, with our generation? Because basically, I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's that, a host of things that, that I think in a lot of regards are over-sexualizing our, our kids. But I'll tell you this, this is what people don't, like, we don't want to lean into this. I see more sexually aggressive females than I do males. Well, they always tell us we we mature faster. Yeah, I, I got that right. But but when the when the when the sexual aggression is, well, spit on it and put it in here this way, and he's looking like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? And it, the dominance becomes like that same dominance shows up in that first experience. And keep in mind, y'all are right. It's generally an older female. They may be teenagers, but she's generally a little older than the male, from my experience. But I'm just saying, like, even that that deviation of domination is showing up in the sexual females just as much as the male. Like there's abuse happening on both sides. Right. So we got to we really got to step it up. But again, we don't talk about the abuse and what it looks like on our young boys. And if we're not talking about it, then they're left to try to make sense out of it from an immature perspective. But again, if the if the image of the woman is constantly looked at as being docile, then we can't really look at how sexually dominant or aggressive women can be and are. Or even think about trying to better understand where it comes from. And that that starts the internal contradiction because we don't talk about that, but that's everything he felt. So oh, how am yeah. I supposed to reconcile that? Right. Like, right, right, now, right. Now, now, now the wisdom in my body is mm -hmm. not matching the wisdom you're trying to put in my head. 
Right. And those are two different wisdoms. Like, we got to blend that. And that but let me just say this. Women not being docile has to be a truth that we accept across the board. It can't just be when we're talking about Absolutely. that they're victimizing young boys. We have to look at them as not docile, period. Absolutely. Because, again, I'll say it again. They, women can hunt as well. And in a lot of regards, they hunt a hell of a lot better. Which is why they don't get caught up and we don't even know these numbers. These numbers are scaring the hell out of me thinking about it because I know already that boys don't even report sexual assault. And God forbid. And and really, their way of reporting it really is these conversations that we've been having with our men friends is we're learning this data through them being you know, just talking, just having casual conversation. And now we all have this social data around it. And it's scary. It's scary. So can we talk about that? Just the vault that it seems like the epidemic is the is this this way in which children themselves are just victimized. That children are some of the most unsafe people in the world. Yeah. So so can I grab. Can, can we grab some friends and go whoop they ass? Like what? Like <laughs> something. I mean, I need, I need, I need something. I need, yeah. I need something. Like you, you. We saw Antoine Fisher, right? And remember, remember how emotionally disturbed he was. How he couldn't wanted to connect, but didn't know how to. That he had to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. We, we, and that we, she folded her abuse into nurturing. Absolutely. She hid it in in the bullshit. I never forget at the end of that movie where he came to the door and she was like, nigga. Like she was happy to see him. Yeah, like, you home. You home. Like that, I wanted to set her ablaze. I, I'm with you, Jill. I understand That's what that. I'm saying. That infuriated me. <laughs> That that infuriated yeah. me because that's the way it. Oh, I I was just loving you. I was just taking care of you. Yeah. No, making you happy. That, that's a movie, right? You like we it. know that this happened to feel more slim. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, what I'm saying, but feel more slim has a story similar to that. Mm-hmm. Jane Brown had a story similar to that. Yeah, right. They was in these places getting their mind like blown. And then that was the foundation for how they they interacted in every other relationship past that. And those are the ones that we know about because they're, you know, iconic figures in their own right. But these things are happening to our little boys and they don't have that voice. Yeah. So Steve Harvey had um, was talking about the girl who who jumped on him and, and tongue kissed him when he was a kid or whatever. You know, he's like probably like nine or 10 years old. And he talked about it so much so that they brought the lady on the show. They brought her on the show and she stood up and, you know, and on camera was like, remember me? I'm, it's I'm absurd. stuck. I'm stuck. The, the audacity, right? How? <sighs> so to look at that machine. How, how am I supposed to experience that abuse when a machine that big is celebrating my quote-unquote initiation in a man. Well, yeah. Like, that's a lot we're asking of a young man to speak against. So, like, we have to become accomplices to his his voice. But can I say this, though? The, the system that needs to be dismantled is the same one that men benefit from, too. So when we talk about that system in terms of the way that they benefit from it, and present it as the same one 
that is on their neck and causing their vulnerability and their victimhood to be erased, then how do we make that connection so that there is an investment from from older men in at least kind of dismantling the, the systemic part of it? The culture part of it is one thing, but then there's this, like you said, this machine. But that same machine that dehumanized and humiliated Steve Harvey is the same machine that is consistently telling men that this is what it is to be a man and that women are beneath this and this, that. It's the same. It's the same one. It is the same machine. But but I would push back on like, but what's the benefit? You know, just because it's the norm don't mean that that that's the benefit for a human being, not for a whole man. It ain't. You know what I mean? Like, it, you're, but you're right. The machine exists and it does spit out the equation that way. Absolutely. But what we're seeing, like, if, if children were so resilient, then so many adults wouldn't need therapy. Mm. Oh, yeah. I hate when people say children are resilient. Yeah. yeah. So that annoys the crap out of me. What is the benefit? I don't like people saying women are resilient. I don't <sighs> like that. I don't, I don't like none of that shit. Yeah, yeah. When you say women are resilient, you're just celebrating how well they suffer. I'll be like, this is just, that's raggedy. But, you know, the, the humanity of it all is is what I'm interested in, is how we can really start looking at each other like human beings. And when people violate your humanity, that that's, that's the enemy. The enemy is the violation of your humanity. And then what steps do we take from there? More Real Talk after the break. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So what, what I got out of this, number one, is that we, we absolutely have to watch over our cubs. Like, it's, it's just not a game. It's just not. Because we don't know, we don't know what's wrong with people or what happened in their, in their life. We don't know. So we have to be really mindful of, of, of the people that we allow around our children. And then, and then what, what does punishment is that is that what we're looking at the is punishment? I want to know how we show up for boys. How do we show up for these young boys who have That's already been victimized? Thing, yeah. How do we who do we who do they need for us as adult women to be for them? First of all, you know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta in our own way go against the celebration and this initiation, right? And as as mothers, um creating that space to really have that conversation. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by strong women who are strong because they exercise their ability to create a palette where people can just have a conversation, right? About what what that looks like and, and what are the tricks that'll be played, how people enter into this space. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to, through my practice, to talk to pedophiles. So I get an inside track on like, what it looks like for them to woo young women and, and, and young men. And like, I bring that stuff home and I talk to my boys like, yo, is this happening? Have you seen this? When you see this, this is what it's like? Like, uh, yeah, like what the narrative is. People are like, well, I wouldn't want to talk to a pedophile. When I talked to the pedophile and we had a conversation, like he taught me how he builds rapport so fast with a child. Like, I don't think like that. So he gave me insight of, of, of like how he creates and makes things comfortable. He speaks the child's dialect, one that they can completely understand, right? Because as adults, sometimes we talk over their head, not the pedophile. He speaks to the things that, that they find pleasurable at that developmental age. And those are the things that he used to lure them in. He uses their fear against authority to pull them in also, right? Because they want, they want to please, they want to be obedient. And he uses that. He leverages their their authority figures in that in that right, right. And especially with children who have been taught to be seen and not heard, to be following directions. Ultimately, when you tell a child to do what I say and don't ask questions, you are creating a follower. He knows that. So the other thing is like we got to sit down with our children and have critical conversations and, and allow them to develop their voice. 
right? I tell my sons all the time, like, just because this person may hold the title of principal or vice principal does not mean that you stop being my son. So you tell them, I ain't saying nothing till my father gets here, right? I'll figure out the rest. Like, but you gotta, he's gotta have the courage, both of them. And, and you know, we talk about, you know, Jill, we talk about this with the sons, like you gotta have the courage to stand in the moment till I get there. And when I get there, I'm coming. I can handle everything that's coming with me, but I just need you, like I gotta grow you so that you can hold the line until I get there. And, and you know, as mothers, we gotta teach our children, our sons to like, hold the line, I'm coming. To just hold the line, man. If we can empower mm-hmm. them to do that, I swear, like that's, that's gonna change the trajectory <laughs> I, of, of mm. what men and women look like in the tribe, in the family, and that's what's going to change the narrative. Well, I think I think sometimes there's there's just a learning curve. Our, our parents didn't know. I mean, I feel like my mother knew to an extent because I did get that, uh, you know, why you let them girls talk to you? Why you let them girls speak or have an opinion? And people said this to my mother. I know this for a fact. You know, and I know that it's something that we as a as a generation struggle with because we want to give our child a voice. But a lot of us revert back to those old ways when it don't feel comfortable for us. When that child speaks up and they're speaking up to you. It's one thing to hold the line on somebody else. But when they have that opinion towards you, there's there's some pushback there. But I do think that, you know, as a group of parents, we're probably doing more of this than our parents did. As far as the young people that I know, they are definitely doing more of this. But I would say of the parents I know who have experienced children with with their children who have been violated in some way, I would say have the conversation earlier Because what has happened and what I have observed is that we're having that conversation with our young people when they're a little older and we can really have it when they're much, much younger. Yeah, we underestimate how strong curiosity is. And so one of the things, one of the ways we combat that is much like you just said, you know, we have the conversation, have the intimate conversation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I remember my boys came to me one time and, there's, you know, their, their friends were at school talking about, you know, where he's going to put his dick. And I said, all right, man, sit down, let's talk about it. Why? Because that's that's one way we describe it under one dialect. And then we went through all the other names that, that you may hear it called. But I just need you to understand what's being said when it's being said. Like, I want you to speak multiple dialects. Why? Because daddy speaks multiple dialects. The way I talk on this show ain't the way I talk when I'm sitting in my living room or when I'm, just, you know, like I got multiple ways that I'm going to translate or get this message off. And there's two different things that happen. There's a translation that happens. And then the next, like there has to be an interpretation of the translation. You can't just stop at the translation. Interpret that for me. Why? Because I want to make sense of this information so I can claim it to be knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that means that you can't go from fear. We be talking to these kids immediately. We get scared of the shit they about to say or and then we respond with that fear response. You know what I mean? I talked to a parent like that one time. Um, My daughter and and her daughter were like texting back and forth during class. And one and it was like a a picture of a joke or something. Somebody had butt bent over or something stupid, something that she just was like freaked out by. But the mom was very, very church going and things like that. Nothing wrong with being church going. But 
The point is that she was so fearful of what this could possibly mean that she didn't even have no conversation with the children or thought that there was any context to it, which it was tons of it. But because me and my kid talk, now I find myself having to call this other parent to explain to her and talk to her about what I had a conversation with my child about. She hadn't even talked to her kid. So I think it's a fear thing. I know we are scared as parents. I know some things can be like triggery for us because it's like, okay, it makes you think, oh no, this, that, and the other. And this mean my kid is this, or this mean their friends are this, or blah, 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 blah. But we can't let the fear stop us from having these conversations and just listening and being open. Because a kid knows when you're talking to them and you're just listening for the bad stuff or whatever you think means something, and then you you chime in with your crap. They actually want to believe that you're having a real conversation with them. I mean, they can feel it when you're not. And they will hold yeah. back. I really think, I think kids will absolutely hold back. They're watching all your energy. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many parents show up protecting their kids from the thing that they need to be protected from. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, you know, the analogy that I use is, like, if I grow they up themselves, hungry. They yeah. think themselves need to be protected from. Yeah, uh-huh. when they were little. Oh, gotcha. So, like, that's how we, we if I grew up and I was hungry, one of the things that I make a promise to my family is that you all will never go hungry. So every time they walk in the house, there's food on the table from meat to whatever you may call it. And, and my sons could be looking at me and they're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, you hungry? They're like, no. Nah. And then I go on upstairs and they sit there. But they said, but dad, I'm thirsty. My experience was one that did that. You didn't. I, I'm dehydrated. You've been giving me food when my experience lacks water. You know what I'm saying? So now I got to open up my awareness and realize like the time to save me in that situation has come and gone, which means I got to I got to make sense of that. I got to get the lesson from that, open up my awareness to take in the information and then truly provide what they need. So a lot of times when kids are asking you why, why, why it's not defiance it's because when their brain develops, they are trying to connect the dots to understand what problem solving and conflict and critical thinking actually look like. And so we as people of color, especially in our community, we got to get out of this uh, uh, massive obedient or authoritarian space and we got to sit down and help them develop their critical thinking muscle. What's the next iteration of that? I got to be able to critically think in a critical moment. Mm. So it ain't even enough for me to critically think. I got to be able to do it in the critical moment. Why? Because mm-hmm. that is the thing that changes our trajectory. I'm finna run. I'm I'm literally trying not to get up out of this chair and run and run <laughs> from the top. Listen, sir. Yeah. Sir. Thank you. So Thurman much. Aloysius. <laughs> Dante Jaquan Jaquan <laughs> Raheem Raheem uh-huh. yeah. Daniel Webb <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's official you, you Asia confirmed It's official that's all okay yeah. That truth is official Listen if I give you a middle name it's, a, it's... And if you get seven Sir Wait do I have a middle name? Girl, you've had many, many. <laughs> you have had many. I've given you many throughout the course of this this podcast. Jill, Rhodesia, <laughs> oh. Scott. Look, look here, family. J. Dot is is a podcast that 
We have conversations to spark conversations. It's been a while since I've said that, but that's what this is. And um, we're we're here to to learn. What you say, Laya? You called it learning live, learning live, learning live. It's happening right now. We're 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 discussing things and 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 finding out um, how much, how deeply and sincerely we have to pay attention and listen to our children and how much we have to share with them because these predators are out there. They really are. They really are. And sometimes they're in their church. Sometimes they're in their school. Sometimes they're amongst friends. And um, these things, I still feel like the tribunal should come and whoop their ass. That's my feeling. I think in the, in the middle of the street, you've gone too far. You've done too much. Before we get to the whooping ass portion, please talk to your children. Please talk to your sons. It's not just male predators. It's also female too. Okay. They are valuable and important. And you know that. So keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. And uh, keep your heart open. Okay. Listen to them babies. Thank you so much, Dr. Webb, and thank you so much, everybody out there, for listening again to J.Ill, the podcast. Be good, y'all. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Hey, listeners, it's Amber, the producer of J.Ill. Today's conversation was intense and important. If you or anyone you know is dealing with sexual abuse, you can reach out to RAIN.org. RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Also, if you want to connect with Dr. Webb, check out his websites at rebrandtheblackman.com and centeredperson.com. Or you can find him on Instagram at rebrandtheblackman. I'll leave links to his websites in the show notes. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. 